from users so give one star and make us proud you want to give us zero but it's not allowed toss will sash toss will sash and off the lights and light the bong the show is on in here we go, zero, it is Tosp Wasage. Welcome aboard. The One Star Podcast with Scott and Jeff. That's right, and today our guest is, I mean, we were, I was super excited when I heard we got this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah, when our talent booker told yeah. you, you lit up. I did, his name, his name is Douglas Perkins of the famous Douglas Brothers films. Hey! Welcome. I understand you have a uh, a film that right now that's uh, playing at Screenfest LA. Is that true? Oh yes. Well, it played at Screenfest LA last October, and now it is up on the Screenfest YouTube page. Check it out. It's called The Listening. And then you it's can very good. It's real. It's really funny. You can leave uh, a, sure a one star review of the film yeah. if you want. Yeah, we got, we got to find one of those for sure, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's some on there. Uh, what number episode is this, Doug? This is, uh, is I, I believe, our 110th episode. Wow, 110. I mean, can you believe it? I mean, back when we were uh, doing like episode 109, I could never have imagined we'd get all the way to 110. I know. Yeah, I, I thought we would tap out at 107 or 108. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when we got to 109, you know, I, I didn't, I don't have much more left in me. Yeah. I was uh, like, I promised myself I'd only do 109 and then I was going to hang them up. Yep. But go out on top, you know, this is our, this is our last show. And for people that are just joining us, you know, our first time listeners, um, you may be thinking, oh, I love this show. I want to go back and start from the beginning and listen to you know, those from, from one all the way up until uh, 110, right? But it turns out, we just, I just found out that they can't actually do that. Is that true, Doug? Yeah. We lost track of the first 100 episodes. It's been a, a tough experience tracking these things down. And one week we have them, one week we don't. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to make sure they were safe. And so what I did is I put them in a safe deposit box in a bank in Zurich. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, Smart. yeah, you have a key and I have a key. Yeah. Turn so, them at the same time, right? Uh, no, no, no. Oh. Either one of us can use it. But yeah, the bank manager will do it at the oh, same right. time as you. Right. And uh, if you're ever over in Zurich and you find yourself on the run from the Albanians, I put some um, fake passports in there and <laughs> our podcasts. <laughs> Okay. And you could go to that bank, withdraw a few of the podcasts, you know, <laughs> just enough, lay low until things blow over, maybe bribe some officials, uh, rent a country house <laughs> from a woman you met at a European Arby's. I'm not sure what the podcast exchange rate is right now, but I think it's still pretty favorable. So... 
What what kind of uh, passports are they? What country are the fake passports? Oh, uh, well, you do a great Russian accent, so I got your <laughs> Russian passport. Uh, Dasvidanya. Yeah, and I thank you do. about yours. What's yours? Well, um, with the right hat, I can uh, look Chilean. So, <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. Mine's from. So Chile. you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go fly to Zurich in order to get your passport and then fly to Ch- Chile? Well, no, they're fake passports. I mean, I, oh, okay. I use my real passport, but this is only if we're in hot water over there, okay? Right, okay. These aren't just to be flippantly used right. whenever we feel like it. I mean, they're, they're, it's our rainy day podcasts. Right. So can anybody listen to them? Or are you just there for, there for safekeeping or how? You know, I've, I've spent my whole life worrying about listeners and I'm done. <laughs> so i'm just worried about more concerned about the safety of the podcast than yes the safety of the podcast and the safety of us if the albanians are are after us in europe do you think that podcasts can age like a wine you know they get better and better like they're uh, they're kind of very rare and there's only a certain amount of people who've listened to them like let's say it's only been listened to by two people ever doesn't that make it extra special yeah, that's true. It's like, uh, it's more pure, I guess. <laughs> and um, I really, there's no, no place this podcast can go but up. Um, so I think time um, <laughs> will be very kind to this podcast. You know, in 10 years, it'll be a two-star podcast. <laughs> no, hopefully. Yeah, in 100 so. years, who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, all right, should we get started, Doug? Am I forgetting anything here? No, I don't think so. All yeah. right, so for my uh, first review, I am going to tackle some one-star reviews of the 1994 film Time Cop. Ooh, classic. Starring Jean-Claude Van Damme as a time-traveling cop. Does he know martial arts, this, this time cop? Oh, you betcha. <laughs> All right. I, I find the time travel in this movie to be exceptional and <laughs> the exact same as every other time travel movie. None of them. How do they do it? How do they travel through time? Is it like a government experience or a machine or something? What is it? Yeah, it's a, it's a government-sponsored program, and they get in this little cart. It, it looks like <laughs> a sort of a, a bobsled. Okay. And they get in a bobsled and they're launched <clears throat> at high speed at a wall. Right. And they have to travel through time before they hit the wall or they will die. And yeah. my favorite thing is there's no reason for the wall to even be there. <laughs> I, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, is, this, is this movie more of a cop movie or a time travel movie? Like, which is the... Oh, which is, it, Lean heavily, sort of like a, 60, 40. Sort of a classic sci-fi noir. Okay. You know, right up there with Blade Runner. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, Terminator 2. Do you, get, do you get the feeling that this movie was... Um, Ahead of its time? <laughs> yeah. was, it, uh, was it meant to stand up to reviews? You know what I mean? 
No, I think it was meant to uh, just write. Here's a review from uh, someone, and here's why the movie got made. Another excuse to put Van Damme's curves on the screen. (laughs) I think the only good things of this film are the sex scenes. They are unconventional. The typical sci-fi macho action, but JC's movements make them worth seeing. The rest is so predictable and awful. Time Cop, if you're a voyeurist, a sci-fi fan, or just you are a great J.C. Van Damme fanatic, maybe you don't love it, but you'll have something to say or scream. I don't know <laughs> why. <it's this. laughs> like, uh, like, like they had an orgasm while watching the movie? I guess. <laughs> what are, so he gets, is, is he one of those guys that like shows his ass in all the movies or something? He definitely shows his ass and most his movies from Bloodsport on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is this is why I, I'm more of a Seagal guy because uh there's they're more tastefully done. There's none but of this uh Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to see Seagal's ass, especially these days. <laughs> uh, but they just show like the outside of his ass. You don't get all up in it. Oh yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> You gotta see the inside of the ass. And here's someone says, Julio Oliveira said, Van Damme's acting is nowhere near the worst thing in this movie. It's like whoever plotted it hadn't seen or read anything about time travel ever. Can't yeah. wait for the HDTGM team to try to make sense of it. That's the, how did this get made? Oh, yeah. Shout out to a much more popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And, I'm sure they talk about our podcast all the time on that podcast. And then someone with no name says, probably the juiciest splits we've seen from Van Damme. <laughs> the tight boxers really compliment his big, ripe ass. <laughs> uh, that's, all, that's the poster, isn't it? His big, ripe ass? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the log line. <laughs> it's, uh, Come see this movie. Type boxes really compliment his big right bias. And then Nick says, not for me. I like dumb action, but it wasn't JCVD for me. I got bored with the story. I just wanted him to do crazy martial arts. Hell yeah. And then the last one, Mauricio Lechuga says, this is basically the quality you expect from a JCVD movie. Yeah. A little more painful than some of his other fun bad movies mainly because its plot makes absolutely no sense, and it gets frustrating fast. The action scenes and special effects also have an age well. Van Damme is not a good actor, but he has quads and butt of steel. <laughs> That's what Mauricio says. <laughs> Did you know that Van Damme movies were... Like maybe I didn't know this. No, I had no idea that Van Damme movies were so... Uh, yeah, sought after for his big ripe ass. Did you? What do you think about Stephanie's? Just said that she's just joined us a little early here. But what do you uh, think about uh, Van Damme's big juicy ass? It was the only reason he made any movies. Really? Come on. I don't know. I actually don't know. I thought he was just one of those like Seagal, uh, martial artsy Chuck Norris guys. He's sort not. Of, but he like. It's like well, barely speak English. He's like a soft core <laughs> Seagal. No, I think I think he appealed to men and women. Men yeah. enjoyed the the kicking and women yeah. enjoyed 
the big juicy ass. <laughs> right. All right, uh, that's it for Time Cop. Oh, that was excellent, man. This is a interestingly an Amazon review for people that are buying a 24 pack of mini Coke Zeros. Here's the first review from a Jamie, one star. Jamie says, apparently Whole Foods thinks two 10 packs and a four singles makes a 24 pack. This was a gift as well. Majorly disappointed. Got somebody. <laughs> soda. Yeah. They were getting somebody Coke Zero as a gift. Whenever I buy soda gifts, I, uh, I have them wrapped at the store <laughs> by the grocery store gift wrappers. Yeah, I was at Whole Foods and I, bought, I was buying a 24 uh, cans of soda and they didn't even ask me if it was a gift. Kip, I've been meaning to, uh, you never said anything. Did you like the ginger ale I got you? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, for my birthday. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it was excellent. They were very tastefully yeah, wrapped. Yeah. It was a Verner's. Yeah. Oh, I thought you really like it. <laughs> I, uh, it was definitely not was, uh, what I was expecting. It was a definite surprise. <laughs> Here's another one from Amazon customer. Doesn't want to be named. Uh, one star. When I opened my Prime box, this Coke was so hot! Exclamation point. <laughs> it tasted really bad. Not very yeah. happy. You need to put a cooler in here. What? Put them in the fridge. <laughs> but, but like, what do you expect when you order something through the mail that usually goes straight from a refrigerated truck into a grocery store refrigerator? <laughs> it's like in the UPS truck and then probably sat on your front porch for like two hours before you got the package. It's yeah, so weird. And then it's you so feel, let's say you let's say it was hot, right? And you felt that it was hot. <laughs> Why'd you taste yeah. it? Did you drink it yeah. immediately? <laughs> you couldn't put it in the it fridge. Hot, and I drank it, and it even tasted hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, here's another one. This one's from Barry, and Barry gives it one star and says, "Tasted too much like Pepsi." Hold on, more I I. I just can't get over people ordering soda from Amazon. <laughs> Here's one from Molly Lee, one star. And she says, uh, one star, cans are frozen and exploded. <laughs> so these ones showed up too cold. Is it winter? Yeah, does it say where she's writing? January. Oh, it's January. January. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. I, I would say... 50% of the one-star reviews on Amazon are about how the item was packaged. Yeah, yeah It's right. not about the item at all. It's just about, like, it showed up and it was cracked. <laughs> oh, I know. And then they give it one star and they go, like, but, you know, Amazon replaced it and I had a new one the next day. And they let me keep the old one, but still one star. Yeah, they didn't change yeah. wording. Okay, so this is MAA gives it, well, gives uh, Co Coke Zero one star and says... Uh, received Christmas theme cans. However, my event was a baby shower. <laughs> I don't know. I like, is there a baby shower version of yeah. the can design? Yeah, I would just be happy they were decorative. Yeah. Right? It's probably Christmas oh, I'm not, time. I'm not I'm putting assuming. these out. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting these out for baby. People will think it tastes like mistletoe. Coke Zero ruined my baby shower. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. going on in people's heads? Here's one from, uh, here's one from Tammy. And Tammy says, gives Coke Zero one star and says, just received the Coke Zero three days ago. They were wrapped in a black bag and were all soaked in the dish soap I ordered. One star. Because the dish soap got on the cans. But yeah. I mean, so if you rinse them off in the sink? Yeah, dish soap can't penetrate aluminum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's actually like even cleaner than whatever is at the factory. When they... People are angry. So here's one from DIY Guy. And, uh, and uh, he says, horrible value and not environmentally friendly. I just don't get the whole mini can thing unless you have absolutely no willpower. <laughs> why did you buy the mini one? I don't know. I don't know why that has to do with anything with, has to do with willpower. Like him to buy yeah, I don't understand. I guess what he's saying is you should just drink a regular size can and stop. I don't know. I don't know. And he says, you're paying about the same amount of money for a seven and a half ounce can as you are for a 12 ounce can. Why not just get the 12 ounce can and dump out the part you can't drink? So just waste it. Yeah. And he says that they're they're not environmentally friendly, but he wants the To use more aluminum to make a bigger can so he can throw it out. Yeah. To throw some (laughs) of it away. And he says, he says, small cans are also worse for the environment because it takes almost as much energy to manufacture and fill a 7.5 ounce can as it does a 12 ounce can. (laughs) So then he goes on and says, uh, this is guys mightier than thou attitude about these cans. So he says, most people claim to be green and care about the environment. Here's your chance to not be a hypocrite. (laughs) I think maybe he needs to just get like a soda stream if he's so intense and make his own diet. I don't know. He just, I think he needs to like go to church or something. Yes. Don't he does guess. not need more caffeine. Uh, Barb Fleming says, uh, terrible price. Amazon is taking advantage of people. The whole point <laughs> of Amazon is that you can look at all the yeah. different prices at it the same said, time. Yeah. It said the price and then you bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just taking advantage of somebody here. And then here's <laughs> Turtle Man says, uh, one star. Uh, this is a, he said it would be cheaper to buy four eight packs. What? Then do it. But what, what's an eight pack? I've never heard of an eight. Pack. Yeah, me neither. Where's this guy getting his eight packs from? <laughs> buy twelve two packs. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one from W. Miller says, one star, high fructose corn syrup, not real sugar. Say no more. It's zero calories. Yeah. Can't be yeah, sugar. <laughs> also, the person that's talking doesn't say, say no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the other person. Like, you say something that I agree with, and then I say, oh, say no more. <laughs> you don't say it after something that you say. So he says, high fructose corn syrup, not real sugar, say no more. <laughs> I understand that one. Uh, here's one for, uh, from Alex Coffin says, I found the taste to be terrible. This soda is garbage. This is a real cola. Victory Cola. Victory Cola is the first 100% USDA organic certified cola. So this guy apparently likes this Victory Cola. So I looked that up. Mm -hmm. Not on Amazon. Not available on Amazon. 
but it does say if you're looking apparently that, but you know how it says you might be looking for this. And uh, the second thing, when I look for Victory Cola that comes up, is the Molar Report. <laughs> <laughs> so then, I'm sorry, I went to find um, the website for Victory Cola. I did a Google search to find Victory Cola. And uh, apparently, this is uh, some guy, this, this guy that left the review, uh, started this, like, this guy named uh, Mr. Coffin. And he said that it's going to become the first premium cola. Do you think he makes Victory yeah, Cola? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Clearly. He says it's like, you know how Starbucks is for coffee or Patron is for tequila? That's what Victory Cola is going to be like for soda. So this guy's going up against Coke and Pepsi. <laughs> I think this is a good idea. Um, he says, the more digging I did, the more I realized that I was really on to something. It says, Victory Cola is currently raising seed money to support the next phase of growth. So then I was like, hey, maybe I'll contribute a little bit to this Victory Cola thing. You know? So then I looked up, there's a Kickstarter for Victory Cola, okay? And uh, it, says, it says, Victory Cola, making the world's best cola. It's, it's always ice cold from bottling until you drink it. Not if you order it over Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's looking for Alex Coffin is uh, looking for $30,000 on Kickstarter. He, so far, he has raised just over $1,000, which actually is more than I thought he would, but not <laughs> up to his $30,000 he's asking for. Um, and then right below it, it says, the funding for this project was canceled by the project creator. So that's, uh, that's my review of Victory Cola. <laughs> <laughs> so that one went on for a while. I got down a weird rabbit hole on that one. Sorry, guys. Okay, Doug, should we take our uh, break? Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, take our break. Our, our listeners' favorite segment. People love the break. Love it. They can't get enough yeah. of the break. And we're back. Welcome back to TOSP Wasage. So today's sponsor, Doug? Oh, today's sponsor is the TOSP Wasage After Show also known as the Tosplastage as. Join Scott and Jeff as they discuss all the hot topics touched upon during this episode of Tosplastage you just finished listening to. <laughs> they have celebrity guests who dissect Kip and Doug's dissection of the one-star reviews. Tonight's guest on the Tosplastage after show is the always hilarious Vin Diesel. <laughs> unlike, unlike our show, it is important that you give the Toss with Saj after show, five stars on Apple Podcasts. It's a much better podcast. <laughs> Definitely a four-star difference between the two podcasts. Are we on this podcast? So the Toss with Saj after show. No, they only reference us. <laughs> they just talk about us? Yeah, they talk about us. We've never, we haven't been invited on yet. We're not big enough celebrities. Someday. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I mean, Vin Diesel must like the show enough to go on the talking top yeah. massage or whatever he is my favorite he's just so funny in all his uh talk show appearances if you love the top massage after show you're gonna love our other sponsor top massage after shave yeah the aftershave that uh, smells like top massage <laughs> it's a mixture of doug and i's scent <laughs> aftershave yeah, 
It's available uh, on the website. Doug, you want to give them the website address? Uh, com backslash after show after shave. <laughs> the website that is for both the after show and the after shave, <laughs> which are not related. Uh, so thanks again. Thanks again to our sponsors. Doug, you, uh, we had some little bit of news that happened. Uh, oh, yeah. So I have a little bit of news on the uh, Toss Passage front, and this is more of a PSA or a reminder for yeah. our listeners. I just want to take this opportunity to remind all our listeners that it is still very much illegal to bet on the One Star Podcast with Scott and Jeff. <laughs> We realize it's the only reason a lot of you listen, but please, you're going to get arrested. Illegal gambling is illegal. Now, if you are desperate to keep wagering on Toss Passage, the only way to legally do it is in person in a Vegas, in Vegas at a Nevada state sanctioned podcast <laughs> betting center. All right. There's no website where it is legal to bet on Toss Passage. And if a website claims that it's legal, they are lying. All right? So just do it in Vegas where it's legal. Yeah. What are the odds on tonight's episode? Uh, the, it's, it's pretty good. Nine to one. <laughs> okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's yeah. a pretty good bet. I take and, those odds. Yeah. And the over under is uh, 47 minutes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's it for uh, for news. Should we get into what else you got? Yeah, what else you got? Time for what else you got. We've got a special guest. Uh, our guest uh, this week is a no stranger to reviews. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she has worked for um, Jean Shallot. No. Oh, yes. Joel right? right? It was Joel Siegel. Yeah, I get that mixed up every time. <laughs> Joel Siegel. Wait. Yeah. You worked for Joel Siegel? Yeah, I can't tell the difference between them. Yeah, I worked for Joel Siegel. Joel Siegel. Were they rival movie reviewers for different morning network so. shows? Joel Siegel was on ABC, Good Morning America. What about Gene Shalit? I don't know. He, he was Gene on the Today Show. <laughs> What's that? Gene Shalit was on the Today Show. And he, yeah, he's uh, quite the character. He's a I guess I should introduce you. Oh, yeah. Uh, our special guest for what else you got is Stephanie Tucker. Hi. Uh, so she also, <laughs> like I said, she's no stranger to reviews. She also worked for Gordon Ramsay at a couple of his restaurants. That's true. In London. Yeah. You were tell us a little bit about what Gordon's like. Um, it's really high standards. Okay. You know, okay. he has like the way he likes things done and it has to be done a certain way and it's a good way did you ever get nothing falls through the cracks did you ever get yelled at personally only once what happened it was stupid it was <laughs> with the restaurants i worked at were always fully booked yeah and um one time we had just opened and some woman with like four kids came in and i would i told her that we were booked and he heard me and he got upset he said she has little kids she'll be quick just let her sit down and he made me let her sit down huh screwed up the rest of the reservations uh, for the rest of the night. Everybody else was pissed. Right? I yeah. tried to speak to the manager. You probably, I wonder if you got name dropped in any, you know, they like to do like, and then we spoke to Stephanie. You know, I mean, <laughs> one woman with four little kids is never quick. 
So you have a couple of reviews for us. You might have some reviews of Gordon Ramsay restaurants <laughs> that you possibly appear in. I don't appear in them, but I did find a couple. Which one? What do you got? <laughs> what else you got? Okay, so I I'll start with uh, one for his airport restaurant. Yeah, he has a restaurant in an airport. It's in Heathrow Terminal Five, and it's called Plain Food. Got All it. right you know okay it's not like the wolfgang pucks where you can grab like a cheese sandwich it's right a nice it's a restaurant. fancy restaurant but it's in an airport do people go to the airport to eat there if they're not they don't yeah have a flight? i think that you can like get a special <laughs> pass to go to the restaurant God. imagine yeah. going to the airport and not even getting to fly anywhere i'm pretty sure that plain <laughs> food actually opened up around the same time as we opened the other restaurants that i worked at for him so it was like a similar time but it's still there because you know airports are a captive audience <laughs> okay what do you got okay so uh this review says from brenda brenda okay brenda. she says my daughter and i ate at this so-called restaurant last week yes. once again ramsey's restaurant was a big disappointment this is the fourth of his restaurants we've eaten at and the fourth and final disappointment. Never again. <laughs> so she's four times. Just keep, going, just keep going back. Also, his restaurants are not cheap. Huh? So she's dropped yeah. like thousands yeah. of dollars going four times to his restaurants <laughs> that she hates. Yeah. Do you think he's, uh, he's working at the one at the airport? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's expecting <laughs> him to hand make her meal. I was telling you, at one time I did work a private party with him at someone's house where they paid a lot of money to have Gordon Ramsay cook food for their dinner party. It yeah. was like some really rich yeah. man. And he brought the chefs from one of his restaurants and they cooked it. And then he brought it upstairs on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so That's the way to do it. He's bet, a busy guy. I bet a lot of the people in these reviews think that gordon ramsay is back there in the kitchen don't they? i'm sure but like he owns like a hundred restaurants <laughs> I just assume he's in different there. continents around the world i asked a demanded to see gordon and he wouldn't come out i mean like and <laughs> like he's not busy um okay what does she say so never again take oh. our advice you will not enjoy this restaurant or any of the ramsay restaurants stay away from this new his new place called bread <laughs> so they've gone to another new place yeah, after since yeah. writing this review. <laughs> she said she wouldn't ever go. Never again. Expensive and another example of a tasteless, bland excuse for a restaurant. Ramsey should be ashamed of himself. Ripping off the public is what he does best. It sure isn't cooking. I don't think. I don't think you should uh, ever take kids to a nice restaurant. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, I mean, imagine getting ripped off at an airport restaurant. <laughs> You know, can you believe it? I was at the airport and I went to try to buy something and I got ripped off. Yeah. Cooking isn't what he does best. Like you said, like he's like cooking in Terminal 5 at Heathrow right. on like a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> oh, no. You know what else sucks about that is that like since that's what he does, that he rips into other people's restaurants and calls everything bland and tasteless. Then everybody that goes there thinks that they should ha have yeah. that to his food also. <laughs> yeah. But they don't know anything. So like, but when he goes in and rips on the restaurant, it's because he has like an, a lifetime of experience of like training and like yeah. France yeah. and everything. Yeah. And these people are just like, like they're comparing the fish sticks to the kind they put in their toast. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stephanie, Wait, now you have to yell, what else you got? What else you got? <laughs> uh, Doug, what oh, do you good. got? 
Okay, this is, uh, yeah. these are some Google reviews of the Button Willow rest area, the northbound <laughs> on I-5. And overall, the rest area gets four out of five stars, but some <laughs> people disagree. Where, where, wait, where is this? In Button Willow, California. <laughs> the, but the, it's the northbound one, not to be confused with the southbound one. On other yeah, because, you know, the rest areas are, yeah, across the freeway from each other. <laughs> right. Okay, uh, right. Angela B. says, some idiot blasting music here all morning after we drove through the night. No rest in the rest area. Tried to call in a noise complaint. <laughs> called sheriff's office directly, but had no other reports. Great civil service out here too, huh? <laughs> they were hoping somebody else had also called the police about the loud car stereo? Yeah, at the <laughs> rest area. And they expect the people to come out. I don't know. But Adam, this guy, Adam, who spells his name A-D-E-M, okay. uh, uh, he gives it one star and he says, very dirty, does not reflect the good reputation of California. Oh, <laughs> uh, old uh, Gavin Newsom's got to do something about uh, these yeah. uh, rest areas. They're giving our state a bad name. The secretary of rest areas in California is awful. <laughs> Who uh, expectations for a rest area? <laughs> like, I just am happy if it's not like a porta potty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like if the um, vending machine has one item left in it. Also just like the idea of somebody from California, you know, going to a rest area and going like, oh no, I'm gonna be so embarrassed if somebody from another state stops in this rest area. Or from being out of Cal being from somewhere out of California and going to a California rest area expecting it to be like Hollywood or something. <laughs> <laughs> Glamorous. Chip, uh, right. what else you got? Oh, what else do I got? Yeah. Hold on, I wasn't prepared for this. Turn. All right, what else I got? This is for this is a quick one. This is for the uh Capital One Cafe. Do you know what this place is? Uh well, <laughs> I, yeah, it's like a, a coffee shop inside of a bank. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, have you seen the commercials? I don't know I don't know who this is for, honestly. Some people are waiting to see a bank teller, but some people are just going to drink coffee inside a bank. <laughs> oh god which i don't quite understand anyway derek gave this place one star the capital one cafe and says uh -huh. this is a great idea in theory the problem is 99 percent of the customers there are not customers they're simply self-entitled college students and riffraff from the streets who take up all the tables with electrical outlets and squat wi-fi without ordering any beverages or speaking to capital one banking specialists <laughs> I really wish they adopted a system where individual internet passwords were printed out on receipts, or at least the very least, made available strictly through the banking specialists in order to cut down on the squatters. It just really sucks when Capital One customers, like myself, show up and are not able to find a table. This place, otherwise, would be a great perk. This person's a narc. Yeah. How does he know those people don't have Capital One debit cards? I have no idea. Yeah. Why is he hanging yeah. out? Why does he hang out in a bank? It's not like uh, it's like right. And why does he think he's entitled to the absolute best experience out of anyone else? I don't know. They should have a section just for me. 
You know, you know when you're kind of like uh, go to Starbucks. Yeah, you know, but but how could how then are you able going to be able to do all sorts of different variety of banking while you're there? Yeah. I uh, I often go to Starbucks and Coffee Bean to talk banking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can bank on your phone at one of the yeah. tables at Starbucks. Yeah, I personally like a lot of uh, a lot of people do. You know, their first kind of like first dates and blind dates at bank branch locations. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Meet up. What do we meet up? That at? would be great. To uh, I'm gonna do that the next time I go on a date. <laughs> meet at the uh, Capital One Cafe. Oh shit! You're also a Capital One uh, card holder. Uh, if the date goes well, you can open a joint account at the end. <laughs> All right. All right, Stephanie. What else you got? This is a. Uh, my favorite review of Gordon Ramsay's restaurant called Steak in okay. Las Vegas. Okay. It's almost it's almost all all caps, just so you can paint a picture of this right. person. This Albert, right. his name is Albert. They mean business. Albert means business. <laughs> his review is one star. Sexist pigs. Five <laughs> exclamation points. No entry if you're a man, all caps, wearing a tank top. <laughs> but if you're a woman, you can show your entire arm, shoulders, back, knees, legs, and everything. <laughs> God forbid those biceps show. It's Las Vegas. It's hot. I don't want to wear a t-shirt or a dress shirt. This is not fine dining, folks. That's his whole review. <laughs> he went to a fine dining restaurant. He's mad he can't wear a tank top. <laughs> But women can show their arms and legs, which means what, I don't know, just clothes. They're a wearing dress. clothes, a dress, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is appropriate for a fine dining restaurant. I'm also not, like, you don't often hear a, a dude saying sexist pigs. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says he doesn't want to wear a t-shirt or a dress shirt, which means they gave him the option of like, dude, just a t-shirt would be okay. <laughs> no way, that extra four inches of fabric, I'm going to pass out. How would anyone see my biceps? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when you're cutting your steak, you gotta like really flex. <laughs> yeah, you're right. How are they gonna see me flexing when I'm cutting my steak? <laughs> I picture I'm with like really hairy shoulders. I think yeah. they would let in a like freshly waxed gentleman in a tank top because they're sexist pigs. They're sexist pigs. Sexist pig, though, is uh, also one of the best things on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> okay doug what do you got what do you Go. got doug oh i thought you'd never ask <laughs> this is a review for the broad museum okay this is the this is the new fancy one in la right yeah it's uh owned by this guy eli broad i think and he's got a bunch of art and it's a very nice museum with cool stuff and Kevin M says, when I went here, I was high, and it was so interesting. I came back sober, and it was bullshit. <laughs> One star. <laughs> uh. And then DC from Diamond Bar said, boring, boring, boring. Waste of 15 bucks for parking. Came here at 2 p.m. on a Sunday and left at 2.20 p.m. Don't get me wrong, I like art, but this crap was that crap and too many snooty people. So, in a 20 minute period, <laughs> he had a very bad experience. How many, 
What could you see unless he was, he was, he was either only saw two pieces of art or he was sprinting. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this was the guy who was sober too. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. came back sober. <laughs> I got to get like, place is boring. It's all bullshit. <laughs> and uh, Kip, what else you got? Okay. Uh, I've got a review here of the Bible. <laughs> mm-hmm. From Goodreads? Yeah, this is from Goodreads. Um, this is from Vardan. Okay. And here's what, here's what Vardan says. He says, one star, not a review. That's his first thing. He says, not a review, <laughs> and then here comes the rest of it. Not a review, but I must here reveal to the world the biggest secret of the century, Satanica the Bible of Satanists at price of my life, because Satanists will obviously kill me for revealing their secret due to lack of space. I can only present here the first chapter. Now, of course, you know that I don't follow any kind of religion and so admit to no belief in anything written below. So don't blame me if you find something offensive in it. And then he, (laughs) I'll just read a little bit of the uh, Bible of Satanica here real quick okay posted in his non-review number one in the beginning everything was in order satan came and saw that it was bad and so he disturbed everything and in this way chaos was created satan looked at it and was soon bored and that's it that's the whole review (laughs) so is this guy pro satanica i can't tell he says that uh satanists will obviously kill me for revealing their secret in this review of the bible (laughs) <laughs> oh how do you prove you're a satanist to get a copy of the bible uh, the satan bible like, what uh, do you have to do like you have to like oh you have to sleep inside a goat <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, rip yeah so i think <laughs> satan doesn't seem to like this uh bible you know he doesn't come off make, great in yeah, the he, bible. Doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't fake news all right what else stephanie what else you got all right this review is from elizabeth okay oh it's for steak Oh, another for the oh, steak. Another food. review for steak. Okay. Yeah. Steak the food or steak the restaurant? Steak the restaurant. Oh, okay. Gordon Ramsay <laughs> steak. It's like in the Cosmopolitan or something okay. like that. Disappointment is the word that comes to mind. My family talked Gordon Ramsay Steakhouse up like it was one of the best restaurants they've ever visited. Being from the Napa Valley my whole life, mm. my food and wine tastes are a little high maintenance and have made my quality of service a very important part of the experience. Okay, Ooh, okay. Right. <laughs> Which is why I was so disappointed with the experience as a whole. To start, we had a reservation and still got sat 25 minutes later. Whatever, oh. no big deal, right? It's a restaurant, so I let that go. So, you know, they're brief. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. clearly didn't let it go, but okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then the hostess that sat us, who was very nice, and made the trip up the elevator a pleasant one to the top floor of the restaurant. That's all they say Ooh. about her. Whoa, really how many floors is this restaurant? <laughs> I don't know. This is the annoying part. All right, now, now she's annoyed, even though she's complained already about everything else. Yeah. So far. <laughs> right. We didn't get acknowledged by anyone for 10 minutes. Oh, then, my. While you sat down and got comfortable? Yeah. While you sat, organized yourself. Also, it sounds like, like a pretty high floor. I would have I jumped off. <laughs> did you time it? Also, like, sit down yeah. and look at your watch because 
Also, you know she would have complained if somebody like, and then they came over and started talking to us before we even had a chance to sit oh, yeah. down and have a conversation. Oh yeah, one of those for yeah. sure. Then when we did, we were handed our menus and an iPad to look at the drink menu. My sister started to look at the wine list and the iPad died. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm thinking, can we at least get water? LOL. Yeah, now yeah. everyone with LOL. me is starting to get a little annoyed. 15 minutes into sitting there. <laughs> Only God. been five minutes since she was apparently <laughs> greeted. The iPad died. The waiter had to go get a whole new iPad. Yeah. The whole like, you know. Our server greets us and is clearly not excited to be there. Maybe he had a hard night, so I don't want to judge too harshly, except I'm right here. He didn't seem like he wanted to be at work. But it really <laughs> did ruin the experience. We felt like an inconvenience more than a welcome guest. I love how, like, everything that she says, she says, like, I don't want to judge, but then she's <laughs> judging him. Yeah. But okay. Here's the thing, all caps. That's the most disappointing part of it all. All caps. The food was so good. What? <laughs> we had to wait forever. Forever on. It was not the high class experience I was wanting to pay for, but the food was so good. So I guess you have to decide if it's worth it. If the service was way better, I would have given it at least four stars, not even five. Right up there with one of the most prestigious Napa restaurants. Oh, God. <laughs> Hopefully, if you go, you get a hundred times better service. The steak truly melts in your mouth. Good luck. <laughs> She's just describing a normal restaurant experience. with A good one, actually. Well, especially, like, yeah, in Vegas. And yeah. probably, yeah. like, the busy yeah. dinner time in Vegas, they waited less for all of it from checking in to getting their menus to getting the water half she so hour? desperately needed, not even a half hour, really. And then she says, even if the service was spectacular, she would give it maybe four stars. You can't even give it all the stars. So the, the thing that carried the most weight in your review of a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. Wasn't the, not food. the food. I can't not even the... like figure out what she's mad about. No. Because everything that she says annoyed her, she says, it's no big deal. I let it go. <laughs> the waiting yeah. for 25 minutes, yeah. just, it's fine. I, I'm from Napa. I'll let it go. Then the hostess was great <laughs> and so nice. And the elevator was cool. Okay. And then the, I don't know, the iPad died. Like that's the waiter's fault that like the battery yeah. died on the iPad is maybe what ruined her experience. And then she had to wait like four and a half minutes for a glass of water. The water wasn't even that good. <laughs> the food was delicious, but the water, meh. <laughs> One star. She wasn't even using the iPad that died. I know. Else was using. And then every time she says it, she goes, it's fine. They, you know, I'm not going to bother being This upset. is like those people that say, like, that always say, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, she's totally one of those. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything. But that she did that like six times in the interview. I wasn't going to say anything, but uh, your husband should not be wearing a tank top at this restaurant. I'm not one to judge, but, you know, you're. Oh, that would be great. If she ran into another reviewer. Yeah, or the lady who goes like, you're lucky it's me oh, yeah. that you're waiting on because if it was anyone else, she'd leave a bad review, you know? <laughs> I also feel like it's weird that anyone expects that much of any restaurant on the Strip in Vegas. Totally. You can yeah, you're right. It's like the people that believe they got ripped off at the airport. 
Yeah. I can't believe I got ripped off at, at inside a Vegas casino. Well, actually, the fact <laughs> that the lady at the restaurant in the airport only spent $70 for two people to have a full meal yeah. in an airport is not very much. A glass of wine is like $23. Yeah, you could go to the place airport. with the shitty square pizza. Spent $100. Yeah. I know. I don't, like... I don't know what you think anything that exists on the Vegas Strip is there for other than to take your money. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's anyway. a gamble. Thank you very much, Elizabeth. Excellent one star. From review. Napa. Make sure you take it seriously. Yeah, let's not, let's not leave out that she's from Napa. She's she probably pronounces it different, too. She probably pronounces it like Napa. <laughs> I'm sure she does. All right, Stephanie, what else you got? Uh, nothing. 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 All right. right. That means we can end the show. All right. (laughs) Okay. Thanks again, uh, Stephanie Tucker, for being here. Special guest. It was truly a one-star experience. (laughs) And thank you to uh, our main guest, Doug Perkins, I believe your name is. Did I get that right? Yeah, that's right. And remember, everybody out there listening to the show, uh, to give us one star. If you feel like giving us five stars please instead give us five one-star reviews. Right. Yes. That's the way to go about that. We don't want to get above one star. Well, this was a pretty good episode, I thought. We nailed it. You think it's a, should should we just end it now while we're ahead? Yes. And you can email us at tosswithsage at gmail.com. And remember, folks, always get your soda pop gift wrap. (laughs) All right. Oh, and keep uh, keep having miserable experiences out there, everybody. And yeah. keep writing them down. See ya.